This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. In the last couple of years, I've begun to notice a lack of correlation between the U.S. economy and the direction of the stock market. This is a fancy way of saying when the economy is bad, the stock market should go down. And when the economy is good, the stock market should go up. This is not happening. With an impaired economy and many Americans struggling to make ends meet, share prices have remained surprisingly resilient. The fallout from coronavirus has not yet met its end as the number of daily deaths continue to go up and unemployment remains at Great Depression levels. And yet the stock market behaves like it wants to go back and make a new high. Analysts are no longer asking if the market will make a new high, but when? How is this possible? The New York Times covered this issue recently, interviewing various market experts trying to understand the reason for this. The first point they make is that the stock market is forward-looking, as are most markets. Over 90% of the value of stocks is dependent on earnings more than a year in the future. Investors and traders are not thinking about next week or next month. They are wanting to know where we will be in a year or two. The consensus is that by this time next year, we will have gotten control over this virus through a vaccine. While it may take time, demand and consumer consumption will steadily pick up by then. Another reason for the disparity in the stock market trajectory is related to what part of the economy the stock market actually represents. Most of Main Street is not represented on Wall Street. The Dow and the S&P track the largest companies in the world. Think Apple, Amazon, Google. It does not track your mom-and-pop restaurants and shoe stores that had to shut down the last two months. A couple of my favorite hamburger restaurants have closed down. My wife's favorite pizza restaurant is now gone. While I may react in sadness over the loss of a business, Domino's Pizza stock will likely go up, because to them, it is one less competitor they have to worry about. Stock exchanges themselves have not been immune to market consolidation and economic purges. Fewer companies want to go public. In 1997, there were approximately 7,500 publicly traded companies in the United States. Today, that number is closer to 3,600, down roughly 50% in 23 years. This is alarming, especially when you consider that the economy is twice the size it was in 1997. The market is becoming increasingly consolidated among a group of companies that provide little to no indication of what is actually happening in the rest of the country. Bayer's acquisition of Monsanto, as well as the merger of Dow and DuPont, are a prime example. The companies that remain are those with a global reach and deep pockets. It also means the rich get richer, at least on paper. The decline in public companies is also a result of the appeal of both private equity and venture capital. According to the Milken Institute, the private equity market is a $5 trillion market, having increased 300% in the last 20 years. There are now 8,000 private equity-owned companies. The obvious allure of staying private is that you avoid the rigorous compliance requirements, not to mention talking heads of Wall Street. This has been described as one of the more profound shifts in the capital markets since the 19th century, and yet most people are not aware of it. The ownership of stocks is equally consolidated. An estimated 45% of Americans do not own a single stock. An estimated 86% of the entire stock market is owned by the wealthiest 10% of Americans. When President Trump points to the direction of the stock market as an indication of his job performance and his reelectability, he is speaking to a small percentage of people. A large portion of the American population has not benefited from that, especially those on Main Street. 
This divergence of wealth has been going on for a long time, but the COVID-19 pandemic has made it abundantly clear. If the stock market no longer responds to the overall economic situation, then what exactly is it good for? It was originally designed to be a gauge of national prosperity. Instead, it has morphed into something entirely different. Now it appears to tell us more and more about the wealth disparity taking place in America. As we stand today, over 42 million people have applied for unemployment since the pandemic started, and the S&P index is up 45% since its low on March 23rd. It would appear the wealth disparity index is working. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us in Royal, Iowa, online at Comstock.com, or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com, or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.